uh, a little bit crazy, and uh, maybe I was uh, I was looking forward to uh, having Saturday morning or most of Saturday off to prepare as the ladies' conference, the singles ladies' conference was on, and uh, but then I was very unwise in telling uh, all my bowlers now the painter can come on uh, on Saturday and just finish up, and the paver can come, and the guy to fix the internet and. Before I knew it, uh, yeah, I thought I was just going to just duck inside, prepare while they carry on with their stuff, but it doesn't work that way. So by 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, ah, um, like, what do I do? And uh, my wife said, don't worry, the, I'm sure the Holy Spirit wants you just to uh, you know, speak from the heart and, and go for it. Maybe it's the Lord. And then I, then I suddenly thought of my coffee that I had with Greg in the week, and uh, we kind of chuckled into a private joke. I thought, no, I better prepare, and I better prepare well, because, uh, yeah, that's just the right thing to do so so yeah no I just really uh, managed to find the Lord and and believe that there's an important uh, message for today in terms of us adding our contribution so so I just wanted to I shared in the earlier service that uh, just when I was trying to find my my feet this morning on the 412 whatsapp uh, group there was a a nice little passage of scripture that came through which was uh, quite fun Um, so I just wanted to uh, read it to us and it's in 1 Corinthians 2 verses 1 to 6 it says and I And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature... We do not impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. And it was just uh, you know, quite funny, just in, in the midst of it, I, I'm not coming to you today with eloquent speech and lofty speech and great wisdom, but I do believe as a father in the house that I, I have a, a message, um, and it's a message of us uh, contributing and serving the household of God. And uh, so that's that's really what I want. I want you to hear my heart tonight, uh, just in terms of we're we growing, the visitors coming you know what is our what is our mission why why are we here tonight are you are you maybe here for fellowship and uh, are you here because it's a family uh, are you because maybe your conscience is that you should be here maybe you've come out of a traditional background and maybe it's the right thing to do and uh, and I, w- I want to suggest that we, we we're on a mission and we and we have a goal and in the earlier service we actually call it we, we're actually joining the team and we're joining team Jesus. So primarily we join Team Jesus because we share the same mission. And what is what is his mission? Firstly, we, firstly, it is to save all men. That is his primary mission. And we're on his team, and we're actually going to see just now that that translates into more as a contribution to what we need to offer uh, this household of faith and to be able to grow and disciple people effectively as well. The second part is the disciple take care of the new salvations and bring them into maturity, and bring them into family, and a sense of belonging. And the third is that the family is to become a team, and contribute to the goals, because we each have unique gifting. So if you've been in Josh Jen for longer than a few months, you would have heard the ABCs that we fondly refer to all the time, the abide, the belong, and the contribute. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking mainly on contribution, what we can do, and bringing our unique gifts and our talents and our treasures and bringing them so that we can be an effective uh, team together so that we are able to provide a family and actually be able to save and add the lost and broken to this family as well. 
So we are, it might be chaotic times, it might be weird times that we're living in, but the mandate and the mission hasn't changed, and that is to seek and, and save the lost. And uh, the harvest is ripe, and we are busy in a season right now of, of actually preparing our nets to catch the fish, to actually mend parts of the nets that need a little bit of attention. Maybe there's functional areas of the church that need uh, our attention, and uh, we apply ourselves to those areas. And maybe there's weaknesses, maybe there's personnel that we need to bolster various functions of the church so that we're able to serve the community uh, more effectively. So I'm going to say that teamwork is essential, and uh, the word team or teamwork isn't actually uh, really used in the Bible at all, uh, the actual words itself, uh, but what is used really often is the word unity, and, and also uh, the parts of the body, the human parts of the body. There's a metaphor in 1 Corinthians 12, which we've heard of plenty of times, where the church is likened to the human body. We're having various parts uh, that are all intertwined and are important so that the body can operate effectively. So every part has a different part to play, but when they operate together, we operate effectively. When they don't operate together, then it actually does not operate very effectively at all. And in Romans 12, verse 4 to 8, I'd just like us to read that. We'll see this again. For as in one body, we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. I like that. Let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So we have an opportunity both outside of this uh, family uh, to help join Team Jesus. We're on a mission to save the lost and the broken. And even within the church environment, when we get together, we are able to come with our unique gifts, whether it is prophecy, like, like we often see in the frontier, whether it is encouragement, exhortation, uh, whether it is serving, whether it is leading. We all have a gift to play in the household of God, the Lord. So I just want to just give us the definition of team. Um, this is just a worldly uh, dictionary definition. And it says a group of individuals cooperating together to achieve a mission that is unattainable by one person alone. It involves joint action and a coordinated effort by every member of the team. Each member must be willing to subordinate individual interests and desires for the unity, efficiency, and effectiveness of the group to achieve the desired team goal. So then I'd like to suggest tonight, and uh, in a few moments, uh, we're going to put up uh, a couple pictures, and I'm going to use the illustration of some vessels uh, that could cross the ocean uh, together. One is going to be a very uh, luxurious one, and we can put that up, and that's a cruise liner. So these things are wonderful. They're fun. Uh, it is, I've actually had the privilege of going on one. I was really blessed, and it, it really is full of luxury, full of comfort, uh, and there's nothing required other than to just sit on the deck and enjoy yourself. Um, the second one is a little, little bit more interesting, and that is of a sailing boat. So these things are a little bit harder work to sail. Uh, they require definite teamwork uh, to be involved in making sure that this actually uh, sails effectively. And uh, so the first one is the, the cruise liner actually basically depicts in our lives comfort, convenience, and man's independence of God. It's often all about us, 
and, and our comfort. And often, sometimes we, we even add God to our agendas. And we, it's almost like a, uh, the terminology is almost like a bolt on Christianity where it's almost our insurance policy. And uh, we, we just add God to our life and our agendas and whatever we're busy with. The second one is a sailing boat, and that, that's more call of all, all hands on deck. It's a constant alert. There's lots of work that needs to be done, and teamwork is going to be required to accomplish our mission. So what is the mission? I want to remind us again, as we spoke in the beginning, it was the mission to seek and save the lost and add the lonely, broken, and hurt to family until they are whole, mature, and become contributors as well. So it's not like, it's, it's, it's really not a great terminology, but it's almost like you guys come in, if you knew, then you just abide in Christ, belong to the family, uh, just enjoy the family. Maybe you've come in broken, maybe you have uh, just need repair, maybe you need restoration that was spoken about earlier. Then there's a season that you can enjoy just being part of the family. Uh, once you become part of the family, and you are definitely a family member, then there's an opportunity for you to contribute so that we can continue to enlarge our capacity to take on more lost, broken, and lonely and disciple them and pastor them well. So I'd like to suggest that uh, the church should be, well, certainly this church should be more like the sailing boat uh, than the cruise liner. And uh, it's not about our comfort. It's not about our convenience, uh, but it is about us working hard together as, as a team. So we'll also know that they're working on one of those uh, sailing boats. Uh, it's hard work. It's, uh, it's messy. Uh, it's not as comfortable. The food's not as great. Um, and uh, there's often a call, even when you're off duty, to like all hands on deck. There's trouble on the horizon. There's a storm coming. We all need to button down the hatches, and we need to jump in, and we need to do some teamwork. So teamwork is of paramount importance on one of these uh, vessels. And it needs a very different heart when we climb on board this vessel. So we're not, I'm not promising you an easy, comfortable life. The voyage is not going to be that easy. It's not going to be comfortable, but it's going to be an adventure, and there's going to be rewards at the end of that voyage. So both have a similar crossing of, of the, the channel or crossing of the Atlantic or maybe to New York to London, but uh, the cruise liner just sets course and sails, and you just enjoy the ride. You'll get to the other side. But this particular sailing boat is one that actually requires more commitment, more uh, shaping, uh, more togetherness, and more unity that will actually get us uh, on our journey, um, and it will be more rewards. So there's a very different mindset, as I said, on both vessels. So what is our mindset today? Is it uh, more a worldly mindset where it's, it's about us and our comfort and uh, we need to look after ourselves, we need to rest well, and we do need to do all of these things, you know, but is it more godly uh, perspective as well where we're here for the community, we're here for the lost and the broken, we're here to grow what the Lord is doing in this congregation, what the Lord's doing in Mossel Bay and in Josh Jean itself. So the sailing boat has lots that needs to be done in order for it to sail optimally. So even if the rigging is maybe a couple degrees out or it's uh, just not put up or the sails don't go up when they should go up, it, it actually does affect the sailability of this particular vessel. So if we're not pulling our weight and the guys who are on the rigging or the guys on the sail are not pulling their weight or adding their contribution, we could actually find ourselves not going in the direction that we actually wanted to be going in. And then I'd like to say that the, the two boats also in some way reveal the dependence on God and the Holy Spirit. When we have the cruise liner, uh, it's self-powered and there's no need for the wind of the Holy Spirit. It's easy to live independently and comfortably. 
but where's when we're on the yeah, we can just chill on the deck and just cruise till we get to the other side. But when we get to the sailing boat, it off, it's very dependent on the wind. It's very dependent, and the wind represents the Holy Spirit. So this type of boat, if we represent it as the church, we are dependent on the Holy Spirit. So for direction and subtle changes of where we should be going. This, um, so there's so much on a sailing boat. It actually reveals our attitudes. Often when we rub shoulders together, uh, it actually shapes us. Uh, it actually brings out the best and the worst in us. Uh, when we're under pressure, when we're on a sailing boat, when the, sea, when the sea's pounding, the storms are there, and we, we up, we're up there setting the rigging and setting the sails, um, it, it does require a lot of commitment, a lot of working together. But I want to say that the rewards, uh, which we speak about often in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 to 27, we're not going to put it up. We have spoken about... Um, uh, the rewards in the past, uh, there was a preach about it a couple of weeks ago, just the rewards for of, of just being on this boat, just being in, in this church, just yeah, just working hard together and just uh, just working for Christ and just, just giving ourselves to this particular work that we need to do. Sometimes it's not going to be easy, sometimes it's not going to be luxurious, sometimes it's going to be hard work, but the rewards at the end and the other side are great. So God's designed us to be in relationship and work as a team. So which vessel are we currently on? And which one would you choose if both were lying side by side in the harbor? I know mostly what I would probably choose. It will probably be the, the cruise liner is luxurious, it's fun, it's chill, it really is a wonderful experience. Um, but we are called to be part of the sailing boat, and we're called to be part of the team and part of Team Jesus. So the sailing boat is also... It's like a rescue boat as well. So we're on a mission, and as we said, the primary importance in Jesus' mission is to seek and save the lost. So there, there will be times when we divert what we're doing, uh, divert direction under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and we'll be, we'll be re on a rescue mission. We'll be pulling people out the water. We'll be bringing people on board so that they can actually experience salvation and actually come into family. And then at a later stage, once they're part of the family, they can start to contribute. So God is like the wind. He directs us on our journey. And we together uh, with the elders, the apostles, the prophets, as we wonderfully saw in the first service, we try and find the Holy Spirit. We just find out what direction He wants to take us through, uh, take, take us on our journey and slightly adjusting the sails and adjusting for what direction He actually wants to take us on. So even this was even depicted, even when uh, Paul was on a mission and he was... Uh, keen to get to Asia and uh, repeat a visit to Asia, but he was actually taken by the Holy Spirit away from Asia and prevented from landing in Asia. Eventually, he landed in a place called Troas, which is in Europe, and what unfolded was a wonderful ministry uh, into Europe and into Rome. So sometimes the, the, the Holy Spirit actually prevents us from going in a certain direction and reveals other directions that, that he actually wants to take us in. So God is also depicted as the wind, and the world can be depicted as the ocean. So we mustn't be surprised and alarmed when God stirs up the ocean. So let us be ready to rescue those in the water and who want to come on board. So there is a stirring, there is a chaotic environment that we live in, and the Lord is actually stirring, uh, stirring up the ocean and stirring up the world. But there are many who want to come onto the boat. So maybe, maybe you've been washed overboard a few times. 
And are you sitting on the side or even hiding in your cabin in the hammock? Maybe you've just, it's once, twice, three times and you've been hurt or you've been disappointed. It's been hard work. It's been messy. And, and you've been thrown overboard a couple of times, rescued, brought back on board, and maybe you're just sitting on the sideline. Maybe you're struggling to even grab hold of the, the rescue donut they throw in. Maybe you don't even want to take hold of the rescue donut. You've, you've been disappointed. You've been hurt, maybe even hurt by church. Um, and you just, you're not signing up for this mission at the moment. You're not joining uh, the sailing boat. And maybe, maybe you're a sail. Maybe you've got a tear uh, in your sail. Maybe you, maybe you need fixing so that you can actually be added to the sailing boat so that it actually can be operating effectively. So we must be prepared on this sailing boat to do whatever job is required. Sometimes there might be a call for us to get involved in another area of the boat, which is not necessarily our role or our responsibility, but as a team, we will actually temporarily get involved in whatever the Lord needs us to do. So that in terms of contribution for, for church here is uh, right now there are, there are needs. Uh, as a father in the house, I want to say there are needs to serve, and uh, we need to expand our, our worship team. We need to expand our sound team. Um, Justin Kids needs people to be involved, even if you start as an assistant. Um, and there are many areas of the church. We're about to start up a, a coffee shop that will serve us wonderfully and, and just be a tool that we can use to evangelize and just bring people in and chat to and fellowship on a Sunday. That will start in four to six weeks' time, and we're going to do that together as a team. We're going to do that as a, as a coffee crew and, and just use that as another ministry. So there's wonderful opportunities to serve, and uh, we understand if you haven't been in the church long, then, then you can chill on the cruise liner. Then you can be in your hammock at the moment, or you can have your sails repaired or restored. Uh, but once you've joined the family and once you've been here for a few months, then we, we, we're actually encouraging you. And as a father in the house, I'm encouraging you that we need your contribution. We need your unique giftings. We need your teamwork, and we need to actually advance uh, this mission here. So I just want to end with giving you seven aspects um, of team. Uh, that are important in a, in a church team, and I'll, I'll go through them relatively quickly. I think I went through them too quickly. Uh, I think Catherine's got a chance to fill in the three, three that we missed the first time around. It's a benefit of being in both services. So firstly, I want to say we share the same mission. I've said it, and I've said it again, uh, that we all focus on the same goal. That's what team is all about, that we focus on the same goal, and we want to actually focus on the goal that Jesus Christ and God has for us. And that is the mission of saving the lost. We want to develop the mind of Christ. And that's found in Philippians 2 verse 5. But we're actually joining Team Jesus. And our goal should be the salvation of mankind. Secondly, all the members must work together to achieve the same goal. So we're on the same mission. We're on the same team. And we must have the same goal. Even Paul and Barnabas were on the same team but often differed on the ways of doing things or the methods that needed to take place. But to work smoothly as a team, we must actually practice the attributes that we find in Galatians 5, being patience and kindness and grace for one another, uh, that we can actually just uh, bear that in mind when we are working. Because it is messy, and we do get hurt, and we do get a bit frayed, and people say things and hurt you or offend you, uh, but we have one purpose in mind, and that is the mission of saving souls. And each member must be willing to lay down their own personal opinions and agendas for the good of the team. So it's not about our opinions, not about our agenda. Sometimes we have pride in our lives. And uh, can we just lay that down and just, uh, yeah, for the good of the team and so that we have one goal and one mission. Fourthly, 
all members need to, to see and understand their roles in the mission. So that is in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18 to 19. It says, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? So we need to understand our roles. We each have unique giftings. We each serve in unique areas. And we need to do that well so that we can actually grow as a team. So when each part contributes, then the body thrives and we actually go forward and we gain momentum. But when we neglect our part, then the team actually suffers in the process and we don't operate effectively. Fifthly, team members must strive to do the very best job they can. In Ecclesiastes 9 verse 10, it says, What your hands find to do, do with all your might. When we get given a job, go for it. Do it with all your might and strive to do the very best you can in that particular role that you have. So the team succeeds when everybody goes beyond what they're called to do, above and beyond what they're called to do. Sixthly and second lastly, motivation. We cannot be lukewarm. It says in Revelation 3, verse 7 to 10, we cannot be lukewarm in the efforts of our work of God. So it's not about we need to be committed. We can't just be lukewarm. We can't be, yes, maybe I'll do it, maybe I won't. If we've got a role to do, we need to operate effectively uh, and not be lukewarm. In Matthew 13, verse 18 to 23, it says, must not let the cares of the world dampen our motivation to live God's way. There are many cares of the world. There are many troubles that we face. There are many things going on. But we mustn't actually allow that to sidetrack you, remove you, distract you from what the team needs to accomplish and the mission that we're on. And lastly, we cannot give up when the going gets tough. We've got to play hard to the end. And in Matthew 24, it says, He who endures to the end will be saved. And in Luke 9, verse 62, it says, No one, having put their hand to the plow, looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. And lastly, we need to be supportive of one another. We need to just grow together, and we need to encourage one another. And uh, that's why we, we saw early on the variety of gifts. Where Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you need to exhort people. Maybe you need to bring a prophetic word on a Sunday. Maybe you just need to smile. Maybe you need to be yeah, just serving coffee and just loving people. But we've all got a role to play. And it doesn't matter whether it's a big role or a small role. The, God carefully arranged those particular roles like the human body, so that every single part of the body counts. So I'd like to encourage us tonight, just as we, yeah, there are needs uh, amongst us, so that we can actually grow the ministries, that we can actually prepare the nets. Uh, the harvest is ripe. Um, there's definitely fish to catch. And uh, God has been faithful in adding visitors, visitors to us uh, over the last few weeks, even though we're meeting in strange times and with groups of 50 and uh, overflow rooms and all sorts of things. But, but God has really been faithful, and we need to be faithful with what he's adding to us so that we can actually prepare ourselves to be able to take on more and, and grow this particular congregation and grow this particular church in Mossel Bay into everything that the Lord has for it. So, so those are some of the thoughts that I wanted to leave with you. Uh, it's really just on, on my heart. It's, it just came through strongly in the earlier service as well. Uh, Francois felt he woke up this morning feeling this is on his heart, and it was just what I was going to preach on as well. So it, it really is just an encouragement just to get involved to commit yourself to the team and, and just to really run with us and contribute the part that you are called to play in this team. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to leave with you.